Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ultimate Sports Mashup, where we discuss insane sports matchups that would only happen in our wildest dreams. We each select one of the very best sports teams in history and match them against each other to see who would come out on top. From the pros to the underclassmen, football, basketball, and everything in between, with a totally even playing field before us and our imaginations to help us guide our respective claims, who do you think would be the ultimate champion? Los Angeles Rams. In their prior trade agreement, selects on the first round, running back, Eric Dickerson of SMU. The Minnesota Vikings have selected wide receiver from Marshall University, Randy Moss. With the fourth pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. Running back, Ohio State. With the second pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Saquon Barkley. Running back, Penn State. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay, your host, and as always, I am joined by Cam, my co-host. How you doing today, Cam? I'm doing good, Jay. This is a sweet little episode we got going on. So, um, yeah, a little bit different from our previous nine episodes, but I'm doing good. I'm hanging out at the house. Uh, actually, I have myself a nice glass of uh, Grand Marnier right now, so I'm ready to get into it. Uh, get into it, man. Hey. How are you doing? There you go. Yeah, I am doing pretty good. I'm very excited about today's episode. This is uh, our most unique episode to date, um, which uh, I guess well, let's let's lay it down for people. So what today is, is we're going to be making the most out of the What If Sports Simulator today. Me and Cam, in honor of the NFL draft, which at, at the time of this release happened just a few days ago, we are going to be drafting an all-time greatest rookie teams. And how we're going to be doing that is me and Cam are going to be picking the best rookies that have ever played in the NFL. So we are going to be taking just the players from that specific year, drafting them to our own teams, and then we're going to take these two teams that we've put together and pit them against one another. Yeah, it doesn't really get much better than that. (laughs) It's like... Fantasy football meets your real, you know, modern day NFL draft. And uh, yeah, and then we just put that little spin on it with the rookies. I mean, and I thought it was cool how, uh, you know, obviously once we get into our rosters too, we have a lot of players from 60s, 70s, 80s available for the draft. So this isn't just your uh, 90s and 2000s draft. So that's what I thought was coolest about this. Uh, Man, I'm just super excited for it. I'm ready. I'm going to put my football knowledge to the test here. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So at the end of the episode, we're going to do our two out of three, you know, punch in our drafted teams into the What If Sports Simulator and see who would win. You know, before we've been picking all-time great historical teams, putting them against another, and then we are just kind of, you know, up to fates as to what the simulator is going to do for us. But now we get to construct these teams and, you know, fight over some of these all-time greatest players or who knows, you know, we have separately come up with our draft boards you know which players we think are going to be the best for this matchup and uh, I think it's going to be interesting and I mean there's a lot of a lot of offensive rookie of the years out there so I think this could potentially be a pretty high scoring matchup 
every once in a while you have a really good player, you know, a really good wide receiver or running back who did great their rookie year, but someone just outdid them. Um, so those are going to be fun to see which ones those are too. I'm sure we're going to have players that we both want to draft. One of us is going to steal them. So that makes, uh, you know, that, that brings in the fun, uh, compelling part of the draft. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we did the same sort of research and we found the same sort of list of rookie players. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to see how this is going to break down. So how we're going to be working with what if sports here is we're going to be putting together one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end. Then how what if sports does defense is you have to draft an entire defense and an entire offensive line. So we weren't able to draft rookie by rookie our offensive line or our defense. So it's going to be all offensive players today as far as who we're drafting. And for the defense, sort of as a placeholder, we picked the most average defense and the most average offensive line from 2020 that we could find. And that was the 2020 Buffalo Bills for defense and the 2020 Miami Dolphins for the offensive line. So just trust me, if I had the chance to pick an offensive lineman, I would have picked rookie Quinton Nelson, practically number two or number three, because he's that important. But unfortunately, what if sports deemed it not so? <laughs> um, he is definitely one that would have helped out your squad a lot. But yeah, that part makes it interesting. Obviously, we we just picked, um, you know, an average offensive line and an average uh, defense just so that way there's still going to be a lot of scoring done in our simulated game, um, but also that it was just even across the board as much as possible. Yeah, so without further ado, I think we should get into our draft, shall we, Cam? Let's do it, man. Right before we hit record, we flipped a coin to see who would go first, and I am going to be taking the honor there. So I was able to win the coin cost on an unfortunate Cam call, but that's okay. <laughs> This time for real, without further ado, with the first pick in the ultimate sports mashup all-time NFL rookie draft, I am going to be selecting 1998 Randy Moss. Oh, Jay, you bastard. I had to do it. I absolutely had to do it. Perhaps the best season by a rookie, period, quarterback, running back, any position, ever rookie record of 17 touchdowns for a rookie at wide receiver 69 receptions 1300 yards that's a 19 yards per reception the team went 15 and 1 obviously Randy Moss would go on to be a hall of famer in 2018 but in that 1998 year he was in the pro bowl and he was all pro and the biggest reason is he was taken 21st overall he had drafted he had dropped tremendously on many people's draft boards that year, and he took revenge on those teams. And so I I got to go. I got to go with Randy Moss as my first overall pick. I love it, dude. That's such a good pick. And before Marshall, he, he had gotten in some trouble. So like you said, his draft you know, stock really dropped. Um, and then he pretty much proved everybody wrong in the first season. So I, that's just a great story. And yeah, dude, he was my second pick. Not going to lie. He was my second pick. Oh, so I didn't take your first pick. So, Cam, I got to ask, who is your first pick for the draft? My first pick is, I'm a firm believer in running backs. So my first pick is going to oh, no. be Eric Dickerson, 1983. Dang it. From the Rams, baby. Oh, man. I knew it. I 
It was between Dickerson and Moss for me for my first pick. I will tell you that one hundred percent. So go ahead, t- tell me, tell me all about how amazing his season was. Yeah, man. I guess uh, I can go on for about twenty minutes on this guy, but uh, drafted in the first round, second overall pick by the L.A. Rams. He started in all sixteen games. He rushed the ball almost four hundred times for eighteen hundred and eight yards, which is still most ever by a rookie. Averaged four and a half yards per attempt. Averaged four and a half yards per attempt. 18 touchdowns. He averaged 113 yards per game. This guy put up video game numbers. And not only that, this is where I thought he was the most valuable. Uh, He racked up 404 receiving yards and four touchdowns. And oh yeah, he was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1983. So my first pick, running back Eric Dickerson. One of the best, I mean, you know, first all time in rookie rushing yards, you know, you can't really go wrong with that. And he was so dynamic and was able to do so many things like an absolutely ridiculous player, you know, an absolutely ridiculous rookie season for a ridiculous player. (laughs) Given that you went running back, I think I feel obliged to do the same. And I've got a couple options here, but I think, hmm... I think I got to go with one of the newcomers. I think I got to go with 2018 Saquon Barkley. Nice. Of the New York Giants. I think um I think I've got to get I I have to have just as a dynamic back as Eric Dickerson. I think this is the closest I'm going to get. Uh he had 1300 yards, 11 touchdowns, 721 receiving yards, which is first all-time for rookie running backs, and four receiving touchdowns, which is tied for first among rookie running backs. And so, you know, he came out of Penn State, was the second overall pick. You know, he came in, we knew he was going to be a difference maker. He would be a pro bowler in 2018, you know, absolutely incredible player and for my first running back pick I wanted someone that could do it both that could catch and run the ball and Barkley fits that to a T yeah 100% and that's that's why you know especially you know how we have that how we're going with that fantasy football twist a little bit which what if sports is all about stats we know that now after using it for you know a few episodes so I wanted to get something too, right? The running backs have to be valuable, catching the ball and running ball. And if you can do that, like Saquon, I think you're in good shape. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good one, two punch you got going, Jay. Yeah, I like Saquon Barkley, Randy Moss. That's a, it's a pretty good duo right there, but I'm, I'm afraid of what you got in store for me next year. So I think I'm actually, I think I'm probably going to surprise you um, with this pick, but once you hear the numbers, I think you know, then you'll, then you'll realize why I made the pick. So with my second pick, you know, I'm going the inverse of what Jay's doing. So I'm going to go for a wide receiver. What about, let me give you a name here, Bill Groman. Did that come up in your research, Jay? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. He was on my list. Absolutely. Yep. So the only reason he, he wasn't going to be my first pick, um, was because he only started in 13 games in 1960. Um, but in those 13 games, okay, he had 1,473 yards. He had 20 and a half yards per reception and 12 touchdowns. So each catch, this guy was already 20 yards, 20 yards downfield, 20 and a half yards downfield. And then he averaged 105 yards per game. 
So the guy was a huge deep ball threat, um, almost catching 75 balls that year. Um, Obviously, you stack him up against Randy Moss and his numbers aren't quite as good. But if you took the average of those, the yardage and the touchdowns he had in the 13 games, it's it's amazing. If the guy would have played full 16, I don't see why he wouldn't have beaten Moss in any stat, basically. Yeah, the biggest thing is the, the yardage is absolutely insane. 1,500 yards for a rookie is is absolutely buck wild, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I don't blame you there. You know, what is that, 1960 Houston Oilers, right? Houston Oilers. Yep, thank you. I didn't mention that. Yep, the Houston Oilers. And, uh, you know, I couldn't even find um, what round or what pick he was drafted. Um, but, yeah, I just know he was drafted uh, by the Oilers there in 1960. So that's my second pick there. I think I'm going to need another wide receiver because I think Barkley's obviously a clear number one back, but I think I need a compliment to – I think I need a compliment to Moss and – so I'm going to dip back into that New York Giants pool. I'm going to go with 2014 Odell Beckham Jr. How does that suit you? Ooh, I like it. I like it, man. He's very high on my list, too. I miss I miss the uh, Giants Odell Beckham, to be honest. So just to give you the lowdown for the Giants, he had 1,300 yards receiving. And that's, you know, obviously pretty good. That's almost as much as Randy Moss had. But he did it in 12 games. That's good for 108.8 yards per game, 12 touchdowns, 14.3 yards per receptions, 91 receptions, which is third all-time for rookie wide receivers, drafted 12th overall out of LSU, really, you know, came in. I mean, I I also hate to pick him, you know, two two guys from the same team, like, ah, uh, come on, but I... OBJ is so good. Like he can catch it in ridiculous amounts from any part of the field, and as long as it's within twenty feet of him, you know he's at least going to make a make a jump for it. So yeah, I gotta go with OBJ here. Yeah, that's a really good pick, and and really um, secure too. Like Odell obviously has the big playability, but uh, he's a he's a surefire guy. I mean, he's you know he's got great hands. He basically he's got great hands and great feet. Bouncing right off that, I'm actually going to stay in the NFC East, but I've had enough of the Giants for now. So I'm going to go to the Cowboys and I am going to draft for my third pick, a rookie from the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was on my list. Oh yeah, you bet. Zeke had himself a good year. He started in 15 games, uh, rushed the ball 322 times for 1,631 yards just about five yards per carry. He had 15 touchdowns and then uh, 108 yards per game. And then again, going kind of um, dipping into that receiving pool too, because I think me and you are on the same page. Um, Receiving backs are very valuable. He only had one touchdown, but 336 receiving yards. And then, um, yeah, he was a first team all pro that year. So um, Zeke has just been so, so valuable to the Cowboys. All right, yeah, no, I, I I totally understand going with another running back here, but I I feel I feel very good about Barkley, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna break our fantasy mold here, and I think I'm gonna go with a quarterback because I really wanted to make sure I got this guy, and I I, I want to get the jump on it before you do. Who knows? Maybe this wasn't even your number one guy, and maybe it doesn't even matter. Let's see. Are we taking Andrew Luck for my quarterback. I'm not going Andrew Luck. I'm going 2012. 
So uh, does that does that help you? Uh, does that help you out at all? <laughs> Ooh, you're going 2012, and it's not Andrew Luck. Ooh, Russell Wilson. I'm going 2012. Russell Wilson with 3,118 yards. 26 touchdowns, which is good for third all-time for rookie quarterbacks. 10 interceptions, but he also had four rushing touchdowns. And one of the reasons that I wanted to pick him, and again, you know, I recognize this isn't necessarily what if sports, you know, what they might take into consideration, but he was 1-1 one one in the playoffs with 572 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception with a 102.4 rating. And he would go on to win the Super Bowl the very next year, so... Russell Wilson, I think, is going to bring the playoff experience that this rookie team needs. I think he's going to bring the stats. He's going to be able to take care of the ball. And I think if I wanted an all-rookie team, I would want Russell Wilson from 2012. Yeah, dude, no doubt. No doubt. He was uh, he was the second quarterback on my list. So you didn't bust my draft, um, but I still I really got to evaluate that first pick. But yeah, man. And again, not to mention, right, drafted third round, 75th overall. Most people, you know, wondered when was the last time a great quarterback came out of Wisconsin? Um, well, 2012 was the year. And he's in my book, in anybody's book, should be a sure Hall of Famer. So yeah, man, good, good. I like the quarterback pick. You haven't scared me yet to to go into my quarterback, but um, God, I love Russell Wilson so much. Yeah, like I hate to play against him but you know like he's he's a guy that's gonna get it done you know so but um i'm disappointed i i went for it and i thought maybe he'd be your guy but now now you have all the time in the world to take your number one guy because i'm not gonna take a a backup quarterback anytime soon right see that's the one pleasure is that if it if it wasn't my guy which it wasn't that's good now i have a little bit of time but shoot you know you got two good wide receivers off the board so now i gotta kind of you know scrounge around a little bit but you know, I think I found one. I think I found one, and I'm going to go with 2003. I'll let you guess. It's going to be a tough one. 2003, and I'm going wide receiver. Anquan Bolden? Damn. Damn, he's good. 2003, my wide receiver number two is going to be knew it. Anquan Bolden. Perfect receiver number two, though. I honestly thought about going to him over OBJ just because of how perfect a receiver number two Anquan Bolden was during his career. <laughs> he was good. I mean, he arguably was a number one, right? But the way he was used in the offense, oh, yeah. he was slotted as a number two. But God, that, that first year. So he was drafted second round, uh, 54th overall by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he started in all 16 games. He had 101 receptions, so over 100 catches, Ooh. which is phenomenal. Um, he had 1,377 yards to go along with that, and then eight touchdowns. But man, those those yardages, 86 yards per game, uh, 61% catch percentage. So Anquan Bolden just got it done. That brings a little bit of spice to my offense. And uh, yeah, man, Anquan Bolden was fun to watch early on there. Yeah, I appreciate the pick. I mean, 101 receptions, that's a that's a rookie record for sure. And then the following year, I'm pretty sure in 2004, they would pick up Larry Fitzgerald in the draft and become one of the best duos of wide receivers this league has ever seen, ever. You ever. Know? So yeah, I, Anquan Bolden, unfortunately, had a career riddled with injuries, but otherwise, honestly, could have been one of the all-time greats because he just caught balls. That's going to be my my second wide receiver. What do you got coming up next, Jay? 
I've got my number three wide receiver. I'm foregoing my second running back for the moment, and I'm going to pick up because, uh, man, I've got all three of my top wide receivers right here, and so I I just can't resist. So I'm going to go dipping back into that Minnesota Vikings pool, going with the 2020 Justin Jefferson. Oh, I like that. 88 receptions, 1,400 yards. 16 yards per reception, 87 yards per game, made it to the Pro Bowl. This guy was electric last year. You can't, I mean, he he did everything for the Vikings last year. You know, like when Cousins was struggling, he was able to bail him out in a lot of scenarios. So I love Justin Jefferson, makes a great number one wide receiver for the Vikings today, but He's going to take a backseat to Randy Moss from the 1998 Vikings and OBJ from the New York Giants. But I still think those three guys lining up against uh, any defense is going to make uh, make them think twice. Oh, for sure, dude. 1,400 yards is – that's ridiculous. And uh, I think that's even more impressive because Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback. So to me, that's even more impressive. Um, not to mention Adam Thielen's in that lineup too. So – yeah, man, that's a solid wide receiver core you got there. What do you got for me? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go wide receiver too. Well, I want to get I want to get my third one down before you get four. So I am gonna go with the 2016 rookie from the New Orleans Saints, wide receiver Michael Thomas. Good pick, good pick. Yeah, he was he was on my list right next to Anquan Bolton actually. So yeah, Thomas had a great year too. Um, um, he only had 1,137 yards. So you know, about 300 yards less than Jefferson. Um, but he did have 92 catches. And uh, Michael Thomas only started in 12 games. So he had just over 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns uh, in 12 games started. So yeah, man, Michael Thomas, it was an easy pick for me for all the guys that were left on the board. Yeah, I got Michael Thomas number three. I really, really like that. <laughs> you did steal my Justin Jefferson pick, not going to lie. Um, so hopefully you're <laughs> happy about that one. But um, yeah, that's what I got for now. And maybe I'll go back to quarterback later. We'll see. So I'm going to head back to running back number two. And I can't believe this has turned out this way. But I'm going back to the Vikings, which I'm... Sure, guarantees you know who exactly I'm going to pick. Yeah, it rhymes with uh, Schmadian Ederson, right? 2007 Adrian Peterson. So this is the ideal situation for me. I have Saquon Barkley, the greatest receiving running back, rookie running back of all time. And now I have Adrian Peterson, the power back. I have the one-two punch that I was looking for. Adrian Peterson played in 14 games amassed 1,341 yards, 12 touchdowns, and with a very impressive 5.6 yards per rush, which is first all-time for rookies, and 14.1 yards per reception, which is also first among rookie running backs. So he's able to do both. He's obviously less known for his receptions. He's going to be used as a powering back in my imaginary scheme, but yeah, can't go wrong with uh, can't go wrong with AP here. Yeah, Adrian Peterson is a guy I remember his season the most so far. Um, he was just unbelievably good, coming from a great school. He came from Oklahoma, so uh, yeah, dude, he was all over the place. And then watching him 
just like literally run people over. I felt like we didn't see that in the NFL for a long time until he came around. Yeah, I I I think that was around the time that I began truly being an NFL fan. So this is something that I remember as well. So, you know, I had to go with him. I think he's a stellar player and he's, you know, especially, you know, that was, I mean, 1300 yards was just getting started for AP. So <laughs> God, I hate to feel like I'm totally just piggybacking your draft, but uh, I totally am right now. I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> my third running back as well. And this one was tough for me. I'm going to go for my third running back spot. I am going to go with one of your, uh, probably one of your favorite players, I would imagine. I've heard you talk about him before. Oh, dang it. 1999 uh, running back, <laughs> no. Edrin James. No, he was my next pick. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yep. So good. That makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, 1999 Edrin James. Uh, another guy that I just really, really remember when he when he came on the scene. You know, I was still pretty young, but he lit up. He lit up the league. So he drafted. He was drafted first round, fourth overall by the Indianapolis Colts. He started in all sixteen games, which really helped out his stats. Uh, he had three hundred sixty nine rushing attempts for one thousand five hundred fifty three yards. So, uh, like I said, guy was a maniac. His yards per attempt were down a little bit, especially after you were talking about Adrian Peterson. Um, He had 4.2 yards per attempt. James racked up 13 touchdowns, 97 yards per game he rushed, uh, 586 receiving yards, and four touchdowns. Um, So he could do everything, 17 total touchdowns, and then he was the Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1999. So right now I'm sitting with um, I've got my number one running back, Eric Dickerson, number two, Ezekiel Elliott, and then number three, uh, to round it off, I got Adderon James. So I think I've got a nice balance of quickness and uh, toughness. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Edron James was next on my list. I would have taken him as my number three back for sure. I think he fits that receiving and rushing role pretty well. He is that would have been that balance between Barkley and Peterson for me, but totally, uh, totally get that pick. What's next for you? It's got to be, uh, what do you think? Is it got to be running back now? Well, you just took your third running back. So I think I'm going to take your tack with the quarterback. And I think I'm going to put that on hold for a second to make sure I get my fourth wide receiver pick. Really make it rain on you during this game. So let me see what I have for wide receiver. So for my fourth pick... I am going to go with, the well, somebody that we've talked about fairly recently, at least in passing. I'm going to go with someone who's a little more well-known for his announcing these days. I'm going to go with 1981 Chris Collinsworth from the Cincinnati Bengals. 67 receptions, 1,000 yards, 8 touchdowns, and appeared in the Super Bowl that year against last week's 1981 49ers. So... I his his name was on my mind. He had pretty good stats. I think he's a really good fit at number four on this stacked squad. Yeah, Chris Collinsworth is a, is another surefire guy, man. Uh, I like that you added he's uh he's been in the announcing field for the last couple of years. But um, yeah, dude, shoot, that's another good one. He was on my list. Uh, I wasn't gonna pick him, but pretty low on my list. He kind of flew under the radar for me a little bit compared to some of the other guys, but. What if what if I would have taken Collinsworth? Who would have been your next pick? 
My next pick probably would have been Tory Holt from 1999. Okay. Uh, he didn't have very impressive stats. Seven, 788 yards, six touchdowns, 15 yards per reception. But I wanted him on because he was a Super Bowl champion because his team had won the Super Bowl that year and he had incredible games during the playoffs. So he would have been he would have been my alternate there. All right. So I'm going to go with my last wide receiver, too. And this one, I wanted to go way back again. Uh, A lot of these wide receivers from the 50s and 60s had great numbers for their decade, but they had great numbers for modern football as well. So I I couldn't ignore that. I'm going way back again. Um, Wide receiver um, drafted in 1952. Okay, by the Green Bay Packers, Ooh. Billy Houghton. I'm sure I've seen his name on the many stat lists I've been looking at, but it was not a name that was on my list, I will admit. Yeah, so uh, Billy Houghton, he was a pro bowler that year. He started in 12 games. Um, that's how many games that they played, I, I believe, at the time. Um, he had 53 receptions. Okay, so pretty low, a lot lower than our last few uh, wide receivers for sure. But he racked up 1,231 yards on those 53 receptions. And obviously, if you can do the math there, 23.2 yards per catch. So this this guy is a great deep ball threat as well. He had 13 touchdowns too. So totally trustworthy guy, uh, racked up the yards and uh, yeah, average 102 yards per game. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this guy now. Looks like he has... Nickname was the Red Fox. You got a nice, uh, nice red head going here. It looks like he could, uh, looks like he could play. I, I, I like the, I like the look of him here. Oh man, yeah, I love, the, I love these old players because you know they're that all their information is like, yeah, they lettered in high school and track, and you know just decided to play football on a whim, and you know like this guy just happened to be the fastest guy on the field, and you know would still would probably still shred it up today. Yeah, and I just always like to, like, once I found Houghton and I saw, you know, 52 or whatever, I looked up other um, players' stats from his, uh, from that year, and the, the dude just completely dominated. I mean, like, people weren't even close. Um, he was on, like, every um, newspaper cover that year. So, yeah, the guy just balled out, man. So I, I thought that was a good pick. Definitely one that I didn't think most of our listeners would um, would know. But I think it rounds out my wide receiving core pretty nicely. So I like the pick. I, I I like your I like your wide receiving core. I think who I'm going to go with, and we haven't talked about tight end yet, but I think it's time. I think it's time to go with my my tight end pick. I gotta go with the rookie tight end who was head and shoulders above every single other rookie tight end season ever. I got to go with 1961 Chicago Bears Mike Ditka and you might you might sneer at that and be like no of course you know like surely Tony Gonzalez or Antonio Gates or one of these modern guys has to have had a better receiving year than Mike Ditka No absolutely not Mike Ditka had 50 56 receptions for over 1000 yards that's 19.2 yards per reception and 12 touchdowns. He was a pro bowler, obviously a Hall of Famer, inducted in 1988 as a player. This is the greatest season a rookie tight end has ever played. And I'm sure, Cam, you could attest to this. 
I could not find anybody that really came close. So I'm really curious where you might go with your tight end pick in a, in a little bit here. Yeah, now I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass because, um, yeah, I, I should have just went tight end for my last pick and then got my wide receiver last, you know, especially because Mike Ditka totally just like there was no one else even close to him. I do have one that's like somewhat similar but yeah, man, like I said, I should have um I should have went back and, and went for tight end instead of wide receiver. But uh dude, Ditka, did you already say the only wide receiver or the only tight end rookie tight end to get over a thousand yards? Only tight end as a rookie to get over over a thousand yards. And I think it's it was interesting looking into this, and I don't know if you found the same thing, but obviously, you know, rookie tight ends, you know, I, it's interesting because they don't they they don't translate well to the NFL. You know, I didn't realize like all these all-time greats, they didn't play their rookie year. You know, they they were the backup. You know, I think it, it was interesting and I, I looked into it that the tight end is just such a hard position to translate from college to NFL because, you know, in college, you know, you're most likely either receiving or a blocking tight end. And then you come to the NFL where you're absolutely expected to do both. And it's a lot to learn. You have to know the offense, you know, just as well as the quarterback on, in most cases, you have to know every single play to, to, to your heart, you know, and obviously all these guys do, but you know, tight end, especially, you know, I think it's just an extra level of expertise you need to really succeed at the position. Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of cool that you talked about that too. You brought that up because I was listening to the radio. I listened to, um, Chicago radio, 670, the score. And, uh, you know, they're talking about, do the bears even bother drafting a tight end, blah, blah, blah. They, they kind of screwed up with the tight end pick last year. Plus they were talking about, you know, rookie tight ends don't make an immediate impact except for Mike Ditka. He just went in there and fucking raised hell right away. But other than him, you know, most guys don't make an immediate impact like that right away. You know, I think he's going to bring a great hard edge to my team, I think. And it doesn't really matter for me right now. I, I have to go um, quarterback tight end and you already have those positions taken. So it doesn't really matter um, which one I go for now. But I think it's time to uh, go for a quarterback. So mm. I am going to go with player that I had a, a lot of fun watching last year. Um, I just love those kind of, you know, underdog stories a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with the 2020 Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Herbert. Herb, boy. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I I like it. I like it. He was, uh, he was, he was very good last year, yeah. Very, very good. Uh, super efficient. Uh, drafted first round, sixth overall by the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, and I guess I say underdog story. He's the sixth overall pick. Not really an underdog story, but uh, he did better than the other, you know, the other five picks, so... Um, Herbert started in 15 games. He had a six and nine record, uh, so it wasn't great. But if you look at the scores for those games that year, they lost like eight games by a touchdown or less. It was unreal how close the Chargers were in every single game and just how good uh, that team really was. Herbert had 396 completions on 595 attempts. He almost threw the ball 600 freaking times. Racked up 4,336 yards, uh, an all-time rookie record, 31 touchdowns, and uh, he only threw 10 interceptions to his 31 touchdowns, and um, yeah, I guess I like to add this in here. He did have one comeback and three game-winning drives, so he was a young guy. It was his first year, obviously, like all these players. Three game-winning drives is awesome for a rookie quarterback. 
you can't go wrong with that pick. So I totally understand why he was your number one over Russell Wilson. I definitely get that. I think these guys could have a pretty epic duel from their rookie season. So I definitely, I, I appreciate that. For my next pick, so I have my I have my tight end, I got my quarterback, I have my four wide receivers. I do have one more running back position to fill, but I think I'm going to forego that. I'm going to make sure that I get my number 1 kick returner. So, for that position, I'm going to go with 2006 Devin Hester. Devin Hester you can't go wrong with Devin Hester. He was possibly the greatest return man the NFL has ever seen or ever will see. Tore up the field, and you know, part of this is personal because 2007 Super Bowl opening kickoff, Devin Hester returns it all the way for a touchdown. Practically puts a dagger straight into my heart against my Indianapolis Colts. Thank God we won that game or else that'd be a much worse memory. But thankfully, we were able to pull it out. But Devin Hester has the experience. He had 26.5 average return yards on kickoffs, 13 yards on punts, five total touchdowns, including the Super Bowl touchdown that I just mentioned. So incredibly dangerous threat could be the touchdown that makes the difference in this game today. I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, that was pretty easy to to figure out who you were going for because that should be everybody's first pick. Just Devin Hester, let alone rookie Devin Hester, was electric. That's the best word I can use, just electric. And so maybe I'll just go right into um, a rookie uh, punt and kick returner that I'm looking at. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. So... Uh, his name is Jerome Mathis, 2005 um, Houston Texans team. But yeah, so Mathis played in 12 games. He racked up 1,542 kick return yards. Um, and you know what he averaged kick return yards a game, which is just filthy? He averaged 128 and a half yards per game. And along with that, two kick returns for a touchdown. Wow, that's incredible. I, I will I will give you that, you know. Yeah, we're gonna find out. We're getting closer to uh, to our uh, our final our final draft picks here. So um, why don't you go with your next one, and then uh, my last position player that I have to draft is my tight end. So I'm gonna go keeping with special teams here. I'm gonna go with my number one punter actually, because my my number one and number two kickers are very similar. And so I won't be too hurt if you take one of them. So I think, but I do really like my number one punter over my number two punter. I'm going to go with 2018 Michael Dixon. Do you, do, you, do you know the name by chance, Cam? I do. I do. Dixon was in my top five. Dixon was the Australian punter for the Seattle Seahawks. He was named NFC Special Teams Player of the Month in November of that year. He punted 16 times and averaged 53 yards per punt that month. The rookie would lead the NFL with a punt average of 49 yards over the season and a net average of 44 yards per punt. But in particular, he also had a few key wildcat plays that he was well known for and that 
were later revealed to be very much audibles on the field. So I appreciate a puncher that can do a little bit of everything. And I like having an Aussie on my team. I like having, you know, a little uh, international flavor there. So yeah, I, I like Michael Dixon as my punter. Yeah, it's a good pick. I, I love too that, you know, the Europeans and, and uh, the people from out, out of country are, are always like punters or kickers for whatever reason. That's just how it seems. For me, a big name, Sebastian Janikowski for the Raiders. You know, like you just have so many players that uh, weren't born in the U.S. And I, what is it? Why do they pick sp- like positions where you kick things? Is it the soccer influence, you think? Well, I think it's the the rugby influences. I think it's the soccer influences. And I think, you know, that's the... If you've never, if you've absolutely never played football before in your life and someone says, hey, come play football with us, what is the easiest position that you could probably pick up? Probably kicking, yeah, right? Yeah, just kick the thing, right. So I think, I think that's it. I don't actually, I, I don't actually have any, you know, hard concrete details on that, but that, that would be what my, my imagination extrapolates it to. Since you went punter, I'm going to go kicker because I really think, um, you know, you, you alluded to before, there are like maybe one, two, maybe three kickers that are pretty much on the same realm. But I, I don't know. I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draft the best one right here. So I'm going to go with, uh, for my kicker, I'm going to draft rookie uh, 2012 Blair Walsh. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. So uh, Blair Walsh was drafted in the sixth round, 175th overall um, by the Minnesota Vikings. Walsh was Walsh is fourth among all rookies all time in points scored, uh, 141. He made 35 of 38 field goals, so that leaves him at number one all time among rookies at 92.1 percent. And um, he was a nice 36 for 36, uh, 100 percent for extra points. So he he led the league in scoring that year. And uh, led the league in scoring in his field goal, per- or I'm sorry, and led the league in field goal percentage and extra point percentage. So to me, it doesn't quite get uh, much better than that. But just the last number two, his uh, long field goal for that season was 56 yards. So Blair Walsh had a boot on him for sure. A great rookie year. Well, I'll tell you, I've got a number right here because Blair Walsh was my number two kicker, actually. Uh, but he was 10 for 10 beyond 50 yards during that season. So that that's a pretty good stat right there for you. So who do you got then? You think you got somebody better than Blair Walsh, do you? Well, I'm, I'm actually going back to 2012, and I'm curious if this guy was your number two. Okay, what do you got? I got Justin Tucker from the Baltimore Ravens. He went 30 for 33 during the season, so same thing, same year, only missed three field goals during the year, same as Blair Walsh, but Justin Tucker won the Super Bowl as a rookie kicker, and he was 20 for 20, including extra points in the postseason and a first-team All-Pro that year, so Justin Tucker has that playoff experience that I've been looking for, you know, with these guys cuz it's really I think I think that's important with these rookies, you know, get as much, you know, further deep into the the playoffs, you know. Obviously, what if sports? Maybe they take into account, maybe not. Who knows? But, you know, if they do, then Justin Tucker's absolutely my guy, you know, Super Bowl winning rookie. You don't get much better than that. So, yeah, I had to go with Justin Tucker as my number 1. 
Yeah, 2012 Justin Tucker was good too. And and if I was, if I knew like maybe what if sports looked at um, if you made it to the playoffs or how you did well in the playoffs or whatever, then obviously I would go with Justin Tucker. Um, but I was going just straight off the numbers there. Um, you know, the points scored that Walsh had and his really high percentage. But uh, actually, my second pick was going to be Harrison Butker, 2017. Mm, that's that's another good one. Yeah. And that's mostly because the Chiefs just scored a shit ton of points. But uh, yeah, Harrison Butker was really good, too. But um, and uh, finally, we'll go to that tight end position. You've already got the punter, so um, I don't have to worry about that. But my tight end, someone who I thought was at least close to Mike Ditka, he had really good numbers. He was really reliable. And that's going to be 2002 from the New York football giants, Jeremy Shockey. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jeremy Shockey, definitely a name that you remember, I'm sure. He was one of the the first tight ends that I can like remember thinking to myself, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try tight end this year in my youth football or whatever. You know, I just, I like Jeremy Shockey. He started in 14 games. Um, He had 894 yards, so pretty close to a thousand. Maybe if he played in one more game, uh, two more games, he could have got that extra hundred yards. Um, But where he really kind of dipped compared to Mike Ditko was his touchdowns. So Jeremy Shockey only had two compared to, you know, Mike, Mike Ditka's double digits, but you know, Shockey still racked up 60 yards per game, you know, and, and 12 yards per catch. So he was really reliable, 128 targets. Yeah, Jeremy Shockey was just one of those big, rough, tough kind of guys who could block at any time, but um, obviously caught the ball too. And, um, you know, Hall of Famer in my book. So yeah, Jeremy Shockey, I thought that was a a, a nice second pick for me, considering you stole Ditka. <laughs> I didn't even have Shockey on my list, to be completely honest. I'm not really sure how I managed to overlook him. I was I was looking at you know a lot of these big time players. I was looking at Gates, Gonzalez, and and Graham, and and Jason Witten, and all time greats and stuff like that. But Shockey totally, totally missed my radar for whatever reason. But yeah, I, what I thought was going to be your number two pick was going back to the 60s actually 1963 John Mackey I don't know if that's a name that you came across yeah about. yep yep John Mackey was on there um he was right behind so I had uh Ditka Shockey uh Charlie Young Mackey and then Gronk mm, yeah no that's that's a good list yeah no John Mackey 35 receptions 726 yards but for an impressive 21 yards per reception seven touchdowns so yeah he was number two on my list but yeah no that that shocky uh shocky's a great rookie pick you know with a really fantastic year i think uh for running back i'm gonna i'm curious if you had this guy i'm gonna go with 2002 denver broncos clinton portis oh yes i sure did I mostly remember Portis for being with Washington because my dad was a fan of the team. But 2002, Clinton Portis was with the Broncos. He had 1,500 yards rushing, which is seventh all-time on the rookie list, 15 touchdowns. But he had five and a half average yards per rush, which is second all-time for rookies right behind Adrian Peterson. So I've got the number one and number two average yards per rush. And he's also a little bit of a receiving back. 364 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, and 11 yards per reception, which is fifth all-time on that rookie list. So Clinton Portis, 
you know, fills that, you know, I wanted Edger and James to fill that in-between role between my two, my power back and my receiving back, but Clinton Portis was my second in-between guy. So, you know, Clinton Portis, he's going to fill that role for me. Kind of did a double take there for a second when you said drafted by the Broncos because I totally forgot. But um, yeah, I'm looking at my notes here. He was my number six running back. So uh, he was close. If I wouldn't have gotten uh, maybe Edger and James, I probably would have went and got, uh, got your boy there. Yeah, I was happy to get him. He was also, he was number, let's see, one, two, three. He was number seven on my list here. I decided to grab him. I also had Jamal Lewis on my list from 2000. Uh, he had 1,300 yards, six touchdowns. And the reason I gra- I would have grabbed him is he had four playoff games where he had 300-plus yards, four touchdowns, and a receiving touchdown. So he's another guy that I would have picked for my uh, playoff consideration, but I think uh, I think Clinton Portis fits better with the two running backs I currently have, and Jamal Lewis would have been my pick if I hadn't gotten Adrian Peterson, for example. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely happy to have Portis on my team. Solid squad. That's a good last running back. Um, so then I'll round it out here. I'm going to go with my punter. My guy here is from 1997. I'm going with punter uh, Brad Maynard. So Brad Maynard was drafted in the third round, 95th overall by the New York Football Giants. He accumulated 4,531 yards. He had a long punt of 57 yards. Yards per punt was just about 41 at 40.8. So um, he had a good rookie year there, 111 punts too, which was the most of his career. So um, that more attests to how bad uh, the offense is. But um, yeah, man, and, and he only had one blocked punt. So yeah, Brad Maynard got the job done. He's got two touchdowns in his career too, I just looked up. So probably touchdown passes. But um, yeah, so that's going to round out my lineup there for you. Brad Maynard, 1997. Yeah, so that's going to be the last pick of the draft. Now, what if sports does have us with a couple of flex positions here? We'll we'll fill this out here in a little bit just to uh, fill out the roster, but I don't think it's going to be necessary with the amount of names that we have here. But I'm curious, Cam, did you have any other names on your list? You know, just a quick fire. Did you have anybody else that you wanted to shout out here? For sure. At the very top of my list is Barry Sanders, um, 1989 rookie out of Detroit. Obviously, Barry Sanders, Hall of Famer. Curtis Martin. You remember Curtis Martin from the Patriots? No, I don't. That name uh, does not ring a bell, but I do try to stay away from everything Patriots related. (laughs) Well, if you got some time and you're not feeling too uh, anti-Patriots, 1995, he was pretty solid. And then I guess my my last one that I haven't mentioned, and uh, most people probably haven't really heard of him, and that's going to be George Rogers from the New Orleans Saints. He was drafted first overall in 1981. He had a great year um, as far as running backs are concerned. So yeah, those were kind of like my my top three that we didn't get to. What about for you? Yeah, George Rogers was another one I had on my list. I think uh, I mentioned Torrey Holt earlier, had a really great playoff run, Super Bowl champion in 1999. For wide receiver, I also had 1976 Sammy White for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, He had a, a... Pretty spectacular year. His highlight was definitely 18 yards per reception and a pro bowler. 
So, you know, another guy that played in the Super Bowl that year. And then I also, a name that's a little more familiar, 2019 A.J. Brown for the uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, who had 20 yards per reception. So I thought could be another deep threat guy if I if I get down deep into my my list here. But yeah, other than that, you know, I I feel pretty, pretty content with uh, how, how things are stacking up so far. Yeah, I think we had a pretty good mix of obviously players that we figured we would both have on our list, but there were still quite a few that that weren't on our list. So um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So while we set up our what if sports simulator, we get the flex positions filled out here and whatnot. Me and Cam are going to take a quick break, get everything set up, and we will be right back and let you know who is going to come out on top on this ultimate sports mashup. Welcome back from that quick break. So we have our teams all set and ready to go. We have my rookie team. And just to quickly go down the roster, just to give you a quick quick rundown of who we are running with. On my team at quarterback, you've got Russell Wilson on the helm. You have Saquon Barkley, Clinton Portis, and Adrian Peterson as the running back core. For wide receiver, you have Justin Jefferson, Randy Moss, Odell Beckham Jr. and Chris Collinsworth. And at tight end, you got the big guy. You got Mike Ditka. As for Cam's team at quarterback, you have Justin Herbert from 2020. You have at running back, you have Eric Dickerson, Edgerin James, and Ezekiel Elliott. At wide receiver, you have Anquan Bolden, Bill Groman, Billy Houghton, and Michael Thomas. And at tight end, you have Jeremy Shockey. You ready to roll the dice and see who comes out on top, Cam? Oh my god, I'm more nervous than I am for my fantasy drafts, but yeah, let's do it. Hit the damn button. <laughs> All right, and remember, we got two out of three here, so let's see what happens today. Oh, and Cam comes out with the first win. It's 27 for Jay's team against 37 for Cam's team. let's take a closer look at the stats here still a close game 10 points i I still like that wow but yeah it was uh looks like it was all on the ground for both of these teams you have eric dickerson 104 yards rushing 19 long two touchdown edger and james getting in there he also had a touchdown for this game but then you have your number one receiver, Anquan Bolden, coming away with 78 yards receiving. So a pretty solid game from him. But Justin Herbert, 18 for 23, 268 for one touchdown. Pretty modest game. Oh, and I think this is I think this is might been might have been the difference maker. Russell Wilson, 20 for 30, 223, but zero touchdowns and one interception. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, that very much that very well could have done it. And that, you know, that's not really quite like Russ. But there are a couple games in there where uh, he just can't quite get the ball in the end zone and tries to make too much happen. So maybe that's what happened there. But um, yeah, Herbert, not too bad of a game. That's that's a pretty modest game for a rookie. Didn't turn the ball over. So I guess that's as much as I can ask for. Dang it. Mike, Mike did kill one catch for 11 yards. I did not I did not reach for the number one tight end to only get one catch out of you, Mr. Ditka, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but, oh, come on. Who is, who's coaching this team? I mean, Randy Moss, one rushing attempt for minus two yards. Come on. I mean, he had five receptions for 67 yards, so I can't, I can't complain too much. But Barkley was my third leading receiver with 52 yards. So, you know, I, that, 
he he came in handy you know he did he did what i asked him to but yeah i think that interception was key here but um yeah both of our both of our 2012 kickers were perfect on the day so there is we do have that going for us but um yeah i'm looking for any you know key turning points here but i think your team really just out punched my team here i've been ahead before on one of these so i don't want to cheer yet <laughs> you still have probably the best <laughs> wide receiving core in the history of ever so <laughs> well let's see what we have for game number two. Oh, dang it uh Cam wins again, 24 to 23 by oh, one single point. No way. Oh, this is so sad. Oh, no. What happened, boys? I felt so good about our wide receiving core. Well, we're not passing the ball. That's why Russell Wilson, he was 14 for 15. He missed one pass, but he only passed it 15 times. What is happening? <laughs> You know what? You know what they're probably looking at is just in that Seattle Seahawks offense, they don't let Russ throw the ball as much. They just don't let him Man. throw the ball as much. And if you look at his rookie numbers, completions were down a little bit. Everything else was fine. But that's the only thing I can think of is that what if sports is saying Russ doesn't throw that much. So why would we make him throw more here? But well, Mike, Mike Dick finally came through for me. Three receiving Three receptions, 66 yards receiving. So, you know, he finally came through. My number one receiver amongst Justin Jefferson, Randy Moss, and Odell Beckham Jr. But, you know, that's all right. And then what, what do we have on the winning team side, though? Eric Dickerson, my God, that I, that that pick made the whole, made both games. 21 rushing attempts for 134 yards and two touchdowns with a <laughs> long of 57. That's the, that's the game right there. I mean, I, I, I don't think. And Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Uh, I picked the wrong kicker, too. That's brutal, man. Man, so I I honestly think it all comes down to that. I mean, like throughout, I think I think we were pretty even through the whole thing. But I think honestly, I think my first pick was a miss pick. I should have gone Dickerson instead of Moss, and I think that would have made the whole. I think that would have made the whole difference. He's obviously the best player on either of these teams, by at least according to what if. Yeah, that definitely could have changed things up. Because then for me, I would have. I would have had to go for an opposite running back, and then I probably would have drafted Randy Moss. So it would have been oh, yeah. very interesting to see how that would have broken down. Eric Dickerson was just, dude, he's he's un, unstoppable. Absolutely killer player. And then to finish it off, I'm looking at the scoring summary here. Got a couple of field goals going back and forth, and Anquan Bolden, eight-yard pass from Herbert. Clinton Portis, one-yard touchdown. Barkley, two-yard touchdown. But here, in the fourth quarter, with a minute and 46 seconds to play, Eric Dickerson with a 37-yard rushing touchdown to seal the game. Seal the deal, fourth quarter, a little scamper there for the touchdown. Hell yeah. Oh, man. But Cam, yeah, you you outdrafted me. Your team is going to come out on top winning two out of three, just two straight, just two and oh against my my rookie team. How, how, how does it feel to be the uh, the big winner today? <laughs> you know, it feels good. This was our, our 2021 ultimate sports mashup all time NFL rookie draft. 
Um, I thought it was such a good idea. This was totally Jay's idea, by the way. Super cool uh, concept to go with just rookies, to go with, um, you know, an NFL draft, a live draft like we did. Uh, and it went pretty well. I, I definitely have to say when I was looking at my roster once it was all set and done. And if you're a fantasy football player um, listening, you know, you guys can understand that. Once you see your roster on paper in order, everyone says they have the best team, right? They're just so confident. No injuries have happened yet. But yeah, I have to say my Eric Dickerson, uh, Zeke, and Edrin James trio, I was really happy with that. Um, and that's what I thought would would kind of get me through. And then, um, yeah, kind of cool to know that Jeremy Shockey was a little under the radar for both of us. Um, but he didn't really do much, so I'm not sure that mattered. But uh, yeah, man, I was happy with the running backs. I was definitely scared about your uh, your wide receivers. So um, I'm glad it worked out for me, though. I think with the wide receiver core I had, I almost should have gone with someone like Andrew Luck. Because Andrew Luck, a decent amount of touchdowns, but he also had a lot of interceptions. But with this core of wide receivers, he had the most all-time for any rookie ever with 4,000-plus yards passing. You know, the number one all-time for any rookie. You know, he could have been the key here to be able to air it out. So, you know, I almost wonder if I should have held on quarterback, waited to see what my wide receiver core looked like because I, I I really think my wide receiver core was, you know, the best part about the team. But, you know, just don't think 2012 Russell Wilson was quite the guy to to fit in there with them. But dang it. I mean, excellent draft by you, though. Yeah, thanks, man. That was that was a lot of fun. And, uh, um, you know, everything worked out. It was it was cool. We'll definitely have to try to do something like that again because uh, it was pretty easy to use. So overall, happy with what if sports simulator Happy with my drafting skills. Hopefully that that rolls into this NFL draft season uh, or this NFL fantasy football season. We'll see if it does. Um, you know, I'm due for a championship soon. So, yeah, man, that was fun. Yeah, this was a good time. I would definitely love to do this with some guests. I think this would be a lot of fun to get some perspectives. You know, I think and this and this, you know, if if you're listening to this and you say this would be really cool to do for NBA, this would be great to do for MLB, you know, like this this format, you know, and we don't have to just do all rookies. We can do all-time greats or, you know, different variations, you know, all-time great, you know, Raiders team versus an all-time great Colts team or something like that, you know, like there's just a, there's a lot of different things, you know, that we can do with, uh, you know, shout out to whatifsports.com, you know, what a great tool that we've been using so far as we get into our 10th episode. But yeah, this was, uh, this was a lot of fun and uh, we'll definitely look forward to uh, the next time we get to, to do something like it. But uh, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this, you enjoyed the NFL draft a few days ago. Hopefully your team got all the players that you wanted them to grab. And yeah, I think, uh, I think that about sums up today's episode. Don't you think cam? Yeah, that's all. Uh, that's all I've got. Yeah. So hopefully when we catch you next time, we're thinking, you know, maybe a little baseball heading back to the MLB. We've only had one episode for baseball and I know that's definitely going to be itching at cam here. So I think, uh, that might be where we head to next, but that is going to be all we have for you today on episode number 10 of the ultimate sports mashup as always. Well, um, uh, you can tell I'm reading a script because I was about to say, as always, two historic sports teams came into battle. But instead, two teams filled with historic rookies 
came into battle, the greatest of the greats, the greatest single season rookies that we've seen in the NFL came together, but only one team left as the ultimate champion. But if you want to continue to travel back through the sports time continuum to help us put together, you know, create new all-time rookie teams, great teams, or, you know, bring back, you know, your your favorite teams from any era of any sport, then you're going to want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ultimate Sports Mashup. Make sure you head there, send us a DM, you know, let us know what you want to hear from us. But until the next sport in the next decade, I've been Jay. And I'm Cam. See you next time.